Before we get started today, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you looking to find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes? Are you looking to increase your confidence and decrease your stress? If so, I want to invite you to join the Diabetes Psychologist membership. When you join, you'll get weekly sessions with me where we'll have master classes, diabetes and mental health question and answer sessions, and hot seat coaching sessions. You'll also get monthly behavioral challenges, a comprehensive resource library, and a private Facebook community. To learn more, go to thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. And I can't wait for you to become a part of the Diabetes Psychologist membership community. And now, on to this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. So I want to encourage you, as a person with type 1 diabetes, to look at failure in a different way. I want you to be okay with failing. Because failure is the only way that you can grow. If you do whatever you can to avoid failure, and you don't look at it as an opportunity for growth and for pushing yourself beyond what you think is possible, then it's going to be challenging for you and you're going to feel stuck. But a willingness to fail is the only way you're going to be able to take risks. It's the only way that you'll be able to do things in your life that you really want to be able to do. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I have a question for you. How often do you feel like you're failing with your diabetes? Like you can never get your blood sugars in a range, like diabetes is just holding you back, and like whatever you do, you feel stuck. You just can't get out of the rut of diabetes. It's always on top of you. It's always holding you back, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's just no worse feeling than feeling like you're failing with diabetes, like you feel like you don't even want to try. And when this happens, pretty soon you just stop. You don't want to fail, and you just stop trying because you feel like whatever you do, it's only going to lead to failure. I talk about this scenario a lot, but I have a lot of parents of teenagers who come to me and they say, my child is failing at their diabetes. They're failing at managing their blood sugars. And I say, what do you mean? And they say, well, their time in range is 65% or 75%. And I look at them and I say to them, that's amazing. That, that time in range is actually really, really good. And they don't quite understand. They're looking at time in range like a grade in school. And a grade in school, a 65% or 70% is not very good. It's a C minus or a D. But with diabetes, a 65% time in range is doing real well. A 75% time in range is moving up there. And you get to 80%, you're kind of a rock star. In our world of diabetes, we need to revamp how we think about failure. And I'm going to put out a bold claim right now. 
I think it's important for our mental health that we fail with type 1 diabetes on a regular basis, that we allow ourselves to not succeed. And I'm going to spend this podcast telling you why. Now, I started off by telling you about all the ways you can fail with your blood sugars. Your blood sugars go up and down and they're out of range. You don't feel very good. But I think there are lots of other ways that we can fail with our diabetes and that we're very hesitant to do. So for example, when people feel burnt out with diabetes or they feel anxious with diabetes or they feel frustrated, they feel like they're failing. And nobody likes to feel anxious or frustrated or burnt out. It's just not very much fun. But then when you add on the burden of, I feel this way and therefore it means that I failed, you've got yourself in a little bit of a pickle. You're not able to do things and you will do whatever you have to do to not feel those things. What if we allowed ourselves to feel uncomfortable sometimes, especially when diabetes is stressful? We allowed ourselves to have this perceived failure in our lives. If that were the case, my guess is that we would become a lot more free and flexible in our lives, and we would experiment a whole lot more in doing things and learn a lot in the process. If we were able to feel uncomfortable and have that sort of failure in our world, we would be able to learn new things about our diabetes and ourselves, and also about what's possible without fear. And trying to keep ourselves safe would not be always on our mind. Now, don't hear me say that I want you to be unsafe. Failure does not mean doing stupid things. But failure means being willing to put yourself in positions where you may not succeed. So, for example, let's say you want to go have a cupcake. And the cupcake has 75 grams of carbs in it. So you count the carbs and you put in your insulin and your insulin pump. And you see what happens. Your blood sugar may go really high. Or your blood sugar may go really low, or it may just stay right on track. Who knows? But if you don't give yourself the opportunity to find out, to find out what will happen, you'll never eat the cupcake. You'll never be able to enjoy that cupcake. You'll hold yourself back and you'll stay stuck. And that's not where you want to be. If you're worried about exercise and you have a perception that if you go to exercise and your blood sugar drops, that somehow you failed then you're never going to exercise because exercise can be unpredictable sometimes and we don't know exactly what's going to happen to our blood sugar when we work out on a specific day. If you give yourself the opportunity to fail and you go exercise, yes, your blood sugar may go low, but it also may stay right on track. But if you never give yourself the opportunity to fail, you'll never even put your workout clothes on. You'll never give yourself the opportunity to even find out what is possible in your life. So I want to encourage you as a person with type 1 diabetes to look at failure in a different way. I want you to be okay with failing because failure is the only way that you can grow. If you do whatever you can to avoid failure and you don't look at it as an opportunity for growth and for pushing yourself beyond what you think is possible, then it's going to be challenging for you and you're going to feel stuck. But a willingness to fail is the only way you're going to be able to take risks. It's the only way that you'll be able to do things in your life that you really want to be able to do. Failure is a part of life, 
But in our society, I'm worried that we put a stigma on failure. And we say to ourselves, if I fail, then it means a lot about me. But what if you were able to say, you know, I tried something, it didn't work, I failed at it. And so now I want to learn from that process and I want to do it again. So maybe I didn't bullish right for that cupcake, or maybe I was worried that I wouldn't be able to handle going low. And those things become failures. So what can you learn from that in your life with type 1 diabetes? And I want you to think about that and give yourself permission to fail. You may even want to try to fail, not because you want to not succeed, but because you want to see what's possible. And without an opportunity to fail, you're never going to get a yes. You're never going to be able to push yourself beyond and do things in your life that you want to do. Of course, with diabetes, we want to keep ourselves safe. And so failing doesn't mean not taking your insulin. It doesn't mean not checking your blood sugar. It doesn't mean taking undue risks. But what it does mean is being willing to allow things to be a little bit out of your control. What it does mean is pushing yourself and being scared and recognizing that what you do may not work out. Let's say you go skiing and halfway down the mountain, you have to stop and treat a low blood sugar. That could be looked at as a failure, and maybe it is, but that's okay. What do you learn from that process? Maybe you learn you need to carve up before you go skiing. Maybe you learn that you need to have more glucose than you thought you did when you go skiing. We can learn from our failures, but we can't learn from them unless we have the opportunity to have them. If we get the possibility of failure out of our way, if all we do is work hard to make sure the possibility of failure is not in our way, then we're not doing ourselves any favors. Next, I want to talk a little bit about what failure with type 1 diabetes looks like in the way that I'm talking about it right now, and also what it doesn't look like. So a very simple example would be being willing to eat new things and bolus in new ways. So pizza is a great example. I think that we've all had pizza, and we probably all failed at bolusing for pizza. I don't know about you, but I love pizza. My family has pizza every Friday night in our house, and so I have to be willing to fail with my blood sugars on pizza night. I usually get it right. I've been doing it for long enough where I usually get it right. But if I was unwilling to fail, I probably wouldn't eat pizza. And that takes a lot of joy away from my life. And so I'm willing to fail when I eat pizza because I want to enjoy it. But I also get to learn from the process. And what I've learned for myself is that I need a very long extended bolus for my pizza. And if I do that, my blood sugars generally stay in range. But sometimes I add in a cupcake or, or cookies or ice cream after pizza, and that makes things even more complicated. But by being willing to fail and by being willing to allow my blood sugars to possibly go out of range, I give myself a lot of grace and I allow myself to enjoy the food, but also to learn about my blood sugars and how they operate. Another example of failure is pushing yourself to do things out of your comfort zone. So for example... I have a patient who is really wants to go hiking, but he thinks that if he goes hiking, he's going to go low. And guess what? He might. And he looks at going low on the hiking trail as a failure. And fine, call it a failure, call it whatever you want to. But he doesn't want to fail. And so he avoids going hiking, which takes away a lot of joy from his life. So by being willing to fail, by being willing to go hiking and trying new things, pushing himself out of his comfort zone, he gives himself an opportunity to grow and learn about that. But if he's unwilling to fail, if you're not willing to put yourself in a position where it's possible that you may fail, 
then you're not going to be able to do much. Another example is being open about type 1 diabetes with other people. You know, I think about dating a lot and how diabetes is very similar to dating. I remember when I was younger, I was so worried about asking a girl out on a date. And I finally did it and I asked her and she said no. And I looked at that as a failure. I said, I, you know, I, I can never do this again. What's the point of even trying if I'm not going to be successful? I think the same thing is true for diabetes, is you tell people that you have diabetes and you don't know what the reaction is going to be, but you're being true to yourself and you're letting them know who you are and they can react in whatever way you want. But when I think about this girl that said no to me and also think about having people share their diabetes with other people, you can't control how they respond. But we oftentimes look at how other people respond to us and how they react to us as a failure or as a measure of our success. The truth is, is we have no control over what they do and how they respond to us or whether they're going on a date with us or whether they'll be empathetic with us because we have diabetes. We have no control over that. But we don't want to have this perception of failure, and so we don't even do it at all. But as I said before, what failure does not look like is doing stupid things. So taking undue risks, not taking insulin, not checking your blood sugar, eating lots of carbs and under on purpose. That's not pushing yourself. That's just stupidity. And we know that if you do that, you're going to end up in the hospital. We don't want to have a situation where you try to fail and you end up in the hospital or you end up really sick or you end up in DKA or you end up dead and you put yourself in danger. Failure does not mean putting yourself in danger. Failure means being willing to push yourself and have things not come out in the way that you thought they would. A little side note, I think back to school and how failing in school is always looked down upon, how if we fail a class or fail a test, we beat ourselves up and our teachers and our parents and other people look at us in a different way. And we feel shame about that. And I think there's a lot we can do differently in our world about how we think about failure in school or at work. But in the context of diabetes, I think that we need to encourage failure. I think we need to allow ourselves to fail because failing is the only way that we're going to learn, the only way we're going to grow, the only way that people are going to be able to live free and flexible lives with type 1 diabetes. Because we know that our carb counts are not always going to be correct. Our insulin dose is not always going to be correct. We may go low or high or be frustrated at certain times. And if you want to look at those things as failures, fine. But we want to make sure that you see failure not as a bad thing, but as an opportunity for growth. So how can you become more willing to fail with type 1 diabetes? I want to give you three steps. The first step is commit to it. Commit to pushing yourself even when the outcome is not certain. That's where failure comes into play is when the outcome isn't certain. And so if you're willing to allow yourself to walk into that uncertainty and be uncomfortable and know you can handle it, then you're going to be in a good place. And failure is a possibility, but not a certainty. But we don't want you to fail on purpose. We want you to be willing to fail. That's the important thing. The second step is be intentional about it. If you say to yourself, yes, in theory, I'm willing to fail, but you don't take intentional action to allow that possibility to happen, you're not actually moving forward. So you have to be intentional about it. Make a decision to put yourself in a position where failure is a possibility and do it soon. 
Do it now. Write something down and commit to doing it and then be intentional about it. And then finally, step number three is be very clear with yourself about what you hope to learn from pushing yourself. I want you to be very clear about what you hope to learn and what you can take away from giving yourself the opportunity to fail. How will that help you grow? Give yourself a why. I wanna challenge you here. I wanna challenge you to give yourself the opportunity to fail at least three times over the next week with type one diabetes. Again, don't be stupid, but allow yourself to fail. Allow your blood sugars to go high. Allow the potential that your blood sugars may go out of range. Allow the potential that you may feel uncomfortable, that you may feel scared, that you may feel anxious, that you may feel burnt out. But be intentional about it and do it and see what you learn. As you take on this challenge and you give yourself the opportunity to fail three times over the next week, I want you to tag me in your Instagram stories and let me know what you're doing to take steps to give yourself the opportunity to fail. And I'm certain that once you do it, I think you're gonna grow a lot. You may fail. I actually hope you do fail. I hope things don't always go right because that's where the growth happens. And you're gonna find out that it's probably not as bad as you think it is. But what I want you to take away from today's episode is that failure is not a bad thing. Failure may not feel good. It's not something that we want, especially in our society. But without the opportunity to fail, there's no progress forward. And you're never gonna get to where you wanna be with your mental health and with your blood sugars. Look at it as an opportunity, not as a roadblock. And go forth and fail. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and found value in it, please do me a favor. Send it to a friend. Send them an email or text with a link to the podcast and let them know they might enjoy it as well. I always love hearing from you guys, and I would love to hear about what you're doing to push yourself to fail in your life with type 1 diabetes. So please send me a DM on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist or send me an email to mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. And of course, this week, when you push yourself to fail in your life with type 1 diabetes, please tag me on Instagram so I can cheer you on and support you along the way. And of course, be sure to tune next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.